Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well good morning Not so sure this first part of the sermon Is going to work so well I want you all take out the rocks you grabbed when you first came in and just, just hold them in your hand here as we <laughs> start the sermon. Ah, nuts. Well, uh, so here's what we're thinking about with this story where Jesus is uh, tempted to turn stones to bread. He doesn't end up doing it. That's the part of the temptation we're going to be talking about here this morning. And so as we start, I want you to think about this. If you could turn that stone that you're holding into any kind of food, any food that you've ever had in your entire life, what would it be? All right, so just think about it for a second. To be clear, I'm not the devil. This isn't a temptation. Uh, This is just a little funsy thing. Uh, So think about, if you could turn a stone into any kind of food right now, what would it be? Think about it for a second. Everyone have something in mind? See if you can turn to your neighbor and just real quickly say what you were thinking, okay? Real quick. Okay, now I know some of you probably don't want to talk about it at all. Some of you could talk about it for 20 minutes, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll cut, it, cut it short here. But I'm just curious, anyone want to shout out what you thought of? It could have been maybe it was grandma's cookies or a great steak or like soft cat food for your cat you really love. Uh, what food came to your mind? Carrots, okay. Chocolate chip cookies, lobster, an orange... Oh, man, creme brulee. Woo-wee. Man, well, this could be one heck of a potluck dinner if it really, really came to be. But uh, alas, we don't have any stones. They're too dirty, so we couldn't turn them into these delicious meals. After all, Jesus, though, in the response to that temptation, does say we don't live by bread alone, but by every word of the mouth of God. So it's probably okay that we aren't turning stones into all these delicious foods. But it's kind of fun to think about a little bit. That's the temptation that Jesus faced first as he was out in the wilderness after having went 40 days without eating anything. uh, The devil appears to tempt him. And so this is the story we're going to look at. So I want to just revisit this first part of the story that you just heard to kind of look at it a little bit. And it actually starts, uh, we'll go one verse back where Jesus is actually at his baptism. Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. And uh, that chapter concludes, and then it goes into, oh, first, I, I got this brilliant thesis I got to share with you. Uh, good thing I have a slide here to remind me. This is my main thought with this temptation. I'm wondering if you could read it with me, would you? This is kind of my thesis for the sermon. And in true Nathan Mugas fashion, it's like a rambling run-on sentence that uh, it isn't very structured well. So, uh, you know, that aside, uh, the points are there. Would you join me in reading it? Let's read together. 
we need to wrestle with temptation because temptations are always good on some level, but Jesus wants us to see that we do best when the whole community is served. So we're going to be unpacking that here in the sermon, but that's kind of the main idea here. And like I said, I get there by looking at this story of Jesus that starts with his baptism, starts with uh, his baptism in the Jordan River, when that story ends with this. And a voice from the heavens said, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And with that, chapter 3 of Matthew ends, and you go into chapter 4 of Matthew, and it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So that's this first part of the temptation that sets the stage for this theme this morning, stones to bread. And uh, it happens right after his baptism. He's whisked out by God, into the, by the Spirit of God, into the wilderness to be tempted. And so even this first part of the story brings some pretty big questions to me. And so here are some of the questions that maybe you have as you hear the story that certainly I have. Uh, they are this. Why does God want Jesus to be tempted? After all, it's the Spirit that leads Jesus out. If Jesus is God, can Jesus even be tempted? And finally, what are we even talking about when we say devil? Is it a little red guy with a pointed tail? What is this exactly? So uh, I want to share just some real brief answers to these questions that are, you know, my answers that I don't think are the only answers or the full answers. I'm sure full doctoral dissertations have been written about these types of questions. But here's what I think of as I look at this story. Why does God want Jesus to be tempted? I think Jesus is the one being tempted, but in our hearing that story, uh, in our hearing about that story, we're able to learn about who Jesus is and how we can face temptation. This is a story about Jesus and the devil out in the wilderness, but there's a big learning and takeaway for us in who Jesus is and who we are and how we face temptation. Next one, if Jesus is God, can Jesus even be tempted? Jesus is the Son of God, but here's what I think. Jesus is God and Jesus is human. So his hunger after fasting for 40 days was real and his temptation was real. If you fast forward in the story of Jesus, one of his most human moments takes place on the cross when, as he's dying, he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Very human. And so we're told Jesus is both human, fully human, and fully divine. It's a hard kind of juxtaposition to hold on to, hard to kind of wrap our minds around, but this is how we're told who Jesus is, is truly human, but also truly God, both at the same time. So finally, the devil, uh, what are we even talking about when we say devil, a little red guy with pointed tail? Uh, I don't know. That's a long, short answer. I don't know if the devil's a scary-looking little goat man, but I do know, <laughs> I do know that we're all tempted from time to time. I think there is real evil force in this world, whatever it might look like. I think it takes a lot of different shapes and forms, and we're all tempted from time to time. 
Which brings me back to this point that I make, that we need to wrestle with temptation. What I mean with that is we need to struggle with it, not just pretend that, oh, it's always easy choices, because the reality is temptations are always good on some level. But Jesus wants us to see that we, each of us, do best when the whole community is served. That's where I go with this thinking, because we're only tempted by things that are good on some level right? If you think about it, anything you've been tempted, you were tempted because it was good on some level, at least good for you. I think food is kind of the easiest example, right? We are often more tempted to eat unhealthy food because it's so delicious. It's so tasty and good. We're less tempted to eat a kale salad with no dressing. No offense, kale. Uh, we, we love kale with a C, kale with a K, I'm not so sure about. You know, donuts are good on so many levels, right? Donuts are great on a, a lot of levels, but just not good for our cholesterol levels. Uh, I found I have high cholesterol. It's not great. It's unfair, right? And so that's the reality that those things are tempting because they're good on some level. We know it. But you can kind of apply that reasoning to all kinds of different things. Stealing is not good, but people steal or are tempted to steal because on some level, it is good for the person doing the stealing, right? They end up with something more than they had before, but it's definitely not good for the whole community. To go back to the cholesterol example, uh, you know, that's my problem. If I just eat unhealthy stuff all the time, I'm the one who has to pay the price for it. But actually, if I don't tend to it, my family actually ends up paying that price a little bit too. With the stealing, the one person who steals benefits, but someone is losing out. And on top of that, sometimes there's relationships that are damaged and broken in the process of these things as well. And so that's where I come back to this idea that we need to wrestle with temptation because temptation is always going to be good on some level. But Jesus wants us to see that we do best, each of us, each of us as individuals does best when the whole community is served. And that's ultimately what Jesus' life and ministry become all about. Jesus turning that bread into stone would have been really good for him. I'm sure it was tempting in that way because he was starving, hungry. After not eating for 40 days, he was ready for a meal. But in this temptation story, Jesus has a bigger mission and goal. He's trying to help show that us all that he as Messiah as the Son of God, but also as human, that he is able to resist these temptations. And actually, it's because he has a greater calling that then gets played out through the whole life of his life and ministry. What happens next through Jesus' story is we see all of these stories of where he does do food miracles. Jesus takes a few fish and bread and feeds 5,000. And another time he feeds 4,000. These big stories of feeding. Jesus can do this thing, but it's to serve others. Jesus will be at a wedding in Cana and he'll turn water into wine to save the wedding celebration. Jesus' whole life will be about healing people and serving others, not serving himself. And in doing so, he sets an example and shows us a different kind of way That's more than just tempting to be serving of our own good, but be serving one another, serving the greater community. And in doing so, the whole world is better, including us and our position. 
That's what this idea is all about, that it's in serving others that not only does the community benefit, but when there's a stronger community, we're stronger and better for it. This is the life Jesus calls us into. And so we wrestle with temptations, you know, admitting that these things aren't all easy. We are tempted because on some level these things are kind of good, and that's why it's tempting. And yet, we're called to take a step back and look, is this tempting because it's just good for me? Is someone else being hurt in this process? Or is this good for the whole community? We wrestle with these things. It's not always easy and cut and dry. But in Jesus, we have a God who has wrestled with temptations and who has shown us another way, a way of putting ourselves not first, but putting the community first, and in so doing, lifting ourselves up right along with everyone else. This is the other way that Jesus is calling us to. May we follow. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.